Welcome to Bring Our Reviews Podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And in this podcast, we review a bunch of things from movie news, TV show episodes, even some comic book stuff also. Uh, this is the 12th, no, not 12th, 20th episode of the podcast. Oh, well, you're off by a whole eight. Yeah, very, very, very true. <laughs> All right, so um, this first segment, we're going to do um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, actually, the only segment we're going to do today. Um, the first thing up is Entertainment Weekly shows off some Star Wars pictures. Um, I'm going to let you go first, Moss. Um, what do you thought about these pictures that came out from Entertainment Weekly? Well, they look absolutely beautiful. I think that that movie is going to actually be everything that Star Wars fans have been looking forward to for a very long time, being that the last few movies didn't go off as well as people would hope. The intent was there, but the execution was poor. This one looks visually amazing, the refreshing cast, the, the characters that are being reintroduced, everything looks really, really good. Yeah, that's very, that's so, very, very, very true. Um, when I actually saw these pictures, I, I really thought I was like, "Oh, Oscar Isaac looks pretty good. That um new um shadow um stormtrooper looks pretty sweet." And to hear that's a female under there, I'm like, "What? The female? Oh snap! That's a cool, yeah. cool suit right there." Shoot, I wish I had that. Yeah. Like, I so wish I could go to Comic Con this year and wear that that um stormtrooper suit. But unfortunately, you know, I, I don't have money like that, so it's it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the, the cosplay world is getting so big; it's not as expensive as it used to be. I remember, like, I asked somebody about seven or eight years ago how much their costume cost them, and they said it was about almost a thousand dollars. And I'm pretty sure it's not like that. And down here, actually, there's, there's, I, I think I've mentioned it to you before, and I've mentioned it on this podcast. There's actually like stormtrooper brigades down here. So these guys are dedicated to, you know, pushing the whole Star Wars movement and also putting together people with, uh, you know, the type of costume designers so that they can help build and make their dreams. So if you really want it, I can help you make this happen. We can make this happen. Maybe one year, maybe like two years. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be worth it. But uh, yeah, like you're saying, the 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 fact that the, that that was a female once it was uncovered was amazing. But it's just a testament as to how big Star Wars has become part of our culture. Not only that, how big the demographics changing, where women are being finally recognized for their love of Star Wars. Before you thought it was just a fad. Now it's just a fact. I know so many girls that are within and outside of my family that have grown up huge Star Wars fans. And it's kind of like they're getting more and more recognition in the ways they want to. You know, girls can be some troopers too. Yeah, um, the only reason I mentioned it because I thought all of them were clones from that one, um, yeah, one yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this person is not a clone from the FET, I guess. Um, all right, cool. This is a, a new stormtrooper, I guess. Um, <laughs> There's more than one clone. <laughs> Who <yeah>. knew? <laughs> this, is, this is crazy, really. 78,000 Bobs, like 20 Sarahs. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, so it's really, really crazy. So for this, I give it a thumbs up, uh, which leads us to the next um, thing here. So, um, Ronda Rousey has been online, and she's mentioned that she wanted to play Miss um, Marvel for an upcoming movie. Um, I, I'll go first on this one. For for me, um, unfortunately, I get this one a thumbs down. It's it's unfortunate. She's a great fighter, but actress wise, 
uh, she still has a couple years um, for her to actually do anything on this kind of level. For her to be Miss Marvel, she'll need to have the spirit of Meryl Streep mixed with <laughs> Roseman Pike and something else. This, this, this whole lot of charisma in there. But for now, this, it seems like she's on the fighter gig and not everyone could translate um translate over to the movie world you know you have people like the rock and stuff like that where all right he, he'll do well from one area to the next but for her ah no the last two movies she's been in well the last two movies yeah, you say two 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 or three um she hasn't been entourage all... and expendables three yeah, yeah yeah so you can't say that she's all that interesting unfortunately enough to be able to hold her own movie so what are your thoughts about this i you know i, I kind of want to give it a, i'm like three quarters the way down i'm with you but not entirely the reason i say that is because a you got to give it to her she fits the look of carol danvers you know the tall fit blonde powerful woman because carol danvers was a um it's is just you know wait no that's captain marvel i'm sorry sorry about that let me backtrack ms marvel was someone else uh yeah she also fits that character as well and it's it's so much that i agree with you so much in terms of we haven't seen enough substance in her acting to take on a leading role also Miss Marvel and even Captain Marvel, they're not as much fighters as they are brawling quick hits where she's so technical and so clean that her fighting is her fighting style is totally different. It'd be more suited for a different type of role, I think. Like if she was gonna be a superhero, I think it would be a superhero that'd be much more combative and less, you know, flying around and just, you know, out in the air doing stuff. Um, probably Does that make sense? Probably one that doesn't speak as much. <laughs> uh, so you think? So I guess what? So I guess my question to you is: if she was playing someone else that was much more, I guess, suited for her in terms of like striking as a sub character, you'd be okay with it. If she was one of the background characters that just came in, yeah, like a sub sub character, yeah, 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 and just just threw a punch or two, I'll be fine with that. But her speaking lines, especially, yeah, in, she can um, have as many fight scenes as she wants. But again, characters like Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, they fly. You know, they have powerful yeah. attacks. They're kind of like Superman. You know, Superman didn't ha doesn't have any type of technique. That's why in the Man of Steel movie, he got the floor wiped around by by zod and his soldiers because they were trained soldiers whereas he's just a brawler you know he just he has a good left hook that's it so for for her she would be the character that would fit her more technical style like oh silver sable i don't know it's as long and silver as sable again is more of a secondary character like domino more secondary not necessarily lead but miss marble she has a look but unfortunately, like you're right, you know, she doesn't have the full acting range. But to her credit, she's on such a meteoric rise that she might get something good. She just I just I don't know if Marvel would give it to her just because she's on this, you know, celebrity high. Like that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good movie. Like that would terrify me because that would terrify me as an investor just because, like you said, she doesn't have much range and skill in terms of her acting, which. You know, there's only one way to get good, and that's to keep doing it. But I don't know if it's too soon. A supporting character, I guess, like you, like you agree, would be best for her. 
Yeah, yeah, it's way it's way too soon for her <laughs> to even I think mean, about being. I would take her. I would actually take her as like a, a She Hulk, like a supporting character, like a She Hulk or a or like a Red Hulk, a Red She Hulk. Like like I said, even like a silver sable domino, less more lot lot less than uh everything else, you know. Even those two characters, um, She Hulk and Red Hulk, they both had some kind of personality with them. Especially um, She Hulk, she had a lot of personality. So seeing that on the screen, True. it doesn't it doesn't translate so well. Um, seeing the whole um Fast and the Furious scene with her there, it felt awkward. I was like, oh okay, you said a couple lines. I was like, no, it didn't work too well. Especially, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tie this party. I'm looking for a fight. Come on, Marcel Rodriguez, let's, let's fight you. And I was like, yeah, it's not good. And Expendables, of course, is like, yeah, this seems awkward. And fortunately, she, she needs a couple years on her belt, some um, training, of course. But <laughs> she, needs, so she needs a character like Groot, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, something like that, where you don't speak too much. <laughs> she but three lines. She could be physical. Yeah, she could be very physical. For now, um... You know, maybe in the future she'll be able to pass off as some kind of actor. But hey, I agree. I mean, I think if you give her some more time and more training, she'll do fantastic. And I think it, once she gets out of the UFC, she'll have a lot more time to focus on acting, which I think she'll do really well. You know, there have been other stars that have translated fairly well, like Gina Carano, who uh, she had a few good roles and uh, she wasn't so bad in Fast and Furious. And I mean. Somehow Michelle Rodriguez's character still came out on top. But whatever, right? Whatever, it's Hollywood. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> uh, but I, I have high hopes for her like you do in the future. You know, like she, I think she could do something. But for for Captain Marvel, I think that's a big old dice roll. I don't agree with it just like you don't. Yeah, yeah, very. Exactly, very. thumbs down. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, which leads us for the last part of um the other category. Which is um, Zach Efron is basically gonna join or is in talks to join the new Baywatch movie that's starring The Rock. Oh. So, um, what are your thoughts on this? I think, well, I mean, let's just talk about American culture. You think Baywatch? Who doesn't know Baywatch, right? The big issue here is that Baywatch actually is the largest grossing TV show in American history. So think about that for a second. Like, it's not something like Law and Order. It's not, you know, like ER. It's not any of these shows. It's Baywatch, which is about as, you know, just everything's, you know, sex appeal. Like, how many times are these people going to do some type of crazy things, get hurt in the beach? So I think the premise of the story and what they're using is, pr- is pretty much... Uh, let's just have half-naked, attractive people everywhere, which, of course, I'm not against, but, you know, it's, it's a misogynistic kind of world. It's just the way it works. Uh, Zac Efron, he's one of my favorite young actors. He, I think he's actually really great. Um, I don't know what the premise of the movie's going to be, and that's what I give a thumbs down. Like, if it was something else that he was doing, that The Rock was doing, but, I mean, he's taking over Baywatch. He's uh, really, (laughs) really. So I'm not looking forward to the movie, but I would like to see The Rock and Zac Efron on screen together doing something. So for the movie, I give it a thumbs down. So for the casting, I would give the casting a thumbs up. (laughs) Well, I give this a thumbs all the way up. To be honest, um, I believe Baywatch will follow the 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 storyline of the basic um on TV show, which is have pretty people on the beach and do ridiculous stuff. 
and uh, and it'll be awesome to see it be like a comedy kind of and see them both play off each other so well because the rock is if a it's a comedy i'm so for it yeah like if they make fun of a lot of the things that were so over the top and in, in baywatch like you know how gaudy people were and like because i love baywatch as a kid i mean who didn't fall in love with pat madison mm-hmm. yasmin bleese carmen electra and the list goes on and it's say you can say the same for a lot of the male characters although i mean hasselhoff is just really weird after everything after knight rider he was just kind of awkward to me personally but uh especially as nick fury even though he had a look it was really weird uh but I, th- I think if they play off, like you're saying, if it's a comedy, I think it'll be awesome. You know, have some crazy things. I just hope it's not some silly, like, they're involved in some type of drug bust. Because let's not forget, they're just lifeguards on the beach. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be a lot of um, fun to see this movie. Uh, I could tell that um, the, the casting choice will be a hilarious one just because I could see or The Rock playing off so well against Zac Efron and playing back again off each other. Just seeing mm-hmm. um, Neighbors with Zac Efron, I was like, all right, it's going to be funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he can, he can, he's got range. He's got, he's done a serious drama and he can play the funny. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, I also think this is going to be like another Magic Mike, you know, finally eye candy film for women. Because I apparently he's saying he's going to get a comparable female cast, but if you're starting off with Zac Efron as your first acquisition, and this is like some type of like roster lineup, I can only expect more and more great things to come from adding more people on. And they're going to try to appeal to, to everyone's tastes. And I think it's just going to be a really, Hey, look at us, beautiful people film. And yeah. Yeah. It should be, it should be, it should be a good um movie when it comes out. All right. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. I shamelessly watched Baywatch. Come on, it's, it was Baywatch. <laughs> you were so wrapped up in the stories and all the people half drowning, right? Yeah, no, you waited for the slow motion running. Of well, <laughs> don't even pretend. Well, I haven't, I haven't watched too much of Baywatch. I just love the theme song and uh oh and the whole yeah, music well. that's the theme song alone and just the the clips with it i'm like yo this is awesome this this is no no, no. i watch me watch dude there's, there's not much to it uh, i know <laughs> gratuitously there's not much to it <laughs> although a young jason momoa is actually kind of refreshing yeah but so uh it'd be kind of cool if yeah there's not much though. to it man it really isn't <laughs> so i hopefully again uh, the casting Thumbs up. The storyline, if it's not a comedy, thumbs way the hell down. They got no business reviving this if it's not going to be a comedy. Yeah. Personally. All right. Um, talk about comedies. Um, the next one up is um a trailer. Um, Ride Along Two. So that's oh. this is getting a a sequel. <laughs> Ride Along basically came out in 2011, I believe. Um, or was it 2013? No, it's 2013. Okay, 2013. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, that's getting a sequel. Um, I did I see a sequel coming out of this? No, but the trailer itself, I, I thought it's thumbs middle for me. Um, I didn't hate it or I loved it. It had a lot of funny scenes in there, but at the same time, I can see where it followed quite a bit of the beats in the first one, and hopefully, it's not an exact carbon copy with just. Um, Kevin Hart is being the the cop now instead of the wannabe cop, so it's it should be, it should be semi funny. I'm not sure though. 
Uh, Moss, what were your thoughts on this trailer? You know, tonight you and I have been almost on par with everything. I agree. I was, I didn't feel much at first. I was like, why are they doing this again? And then when I saw the premise, you know, now he's a full fledged officer and he's Ice Cube's partner. And so they're like about to be brothers in law. He's about to get married. And then this, this silly hijinks started kicking off. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the stupid awkward humor. Like it, it was, it was a little too much. Like I feel like Kevin Hart is regurgitating his style into a lot like he's being typecast into the same kind of funny roles like there's not much range to him as an actor and although he i find him funny it's kind of like uh you know how many different ways is tyler perry dress gonna dress up like an old woman and that's what i feel like <laughs> let's put him in this situation and now let's turn it up a little bit i like that you know they're partners now but then they made it like they they almost tried to rip off of the bad boys feel where now they're in Miami and they're undercover and they're trying to do all sorts of stuff. And I was just like, ah, why'd you do that? Why'd you go that route? Yeah. It felt so, like a spoof a little bit. <laughs> that, that, that part of it really tainted it because it was like, you know, you could have gone to another city. I would have appreciated maybe like an LA undercover or New York undercover, but to go to Miami, it's kind of like they're trying to cash in on some type of, um, a long-awaited sequel to Bad Boys 2. And I don't know. It's it's not Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And it that's really how I feel about it. <laughs> I, it I that's what I feel about it. Like I feel like they're trying to t- channel into that and uh I don't think it'll translate well. I mean I think it'll be funny. It's gonna sell because you know it's Kevin Hart and Ice Cube being the angry black man again in another film. It should be entertaining. I I can say this, though. um, The one role that kind of surprised me about Kevin Hart was um, the Wedding Ringer. And that one, I was like, oh, surprising enough, he wasn't playing exactly the same character he played in every other movie. Yeah, Um, and that's refreshing. That's great. I just wish there was more of that. But this isn't the film that it's going to be in. You know, this is strictly hijinks all over and like i said if they would have went anywhere else i would have been like all right you know what but they went to miami and it's like uh oh man because because you know I, I how do you feel about bad boys the the series um i feel okay about it um funny enough um last week i mentioned on the podcast that there will be two more bad boys movies coming out in uh 2017 and 2019 so Will oh Smith geez and, they're gonna be old men it's gonna be awesome yes they're supposed to both return for both <laughs> of them so it should be funny to see bad boys three and four so hey uh oh wow oh wow 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 well now we have this so this is kind of like yep i don't know where this falls into the medium <laughs> yeah. although it would be great if they did bump into it they did bump into martin lawrence and will smith's characters that would be awesome that would that would totally change my feel on it because it'd be like, Oh, Hey, but I don't see that happening. So I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, I guess I'm thumbs middle where, you know, some of the jokes are funny, but it it was a typical slapsticky clown meets the angry hostile cop that comes across funny. And let's just see where it goes, I guess. Yep. Yep. Very true. true. (laughs) So on the next trailer I have up here is the burnt trailers from um, Bradley Cooper and I'll let you go first on this one. You know, I never thought I'd see a movie that was about cooking that wasn't Ratatouille. 
I mean, of course, there have been plenty of like Water for Chocolate, all sorts of films, but I mean, I I actually want to see this movie, and it's uh, I think it's more because the it's it shows a lot about cooking, and it it looked like the cooking itself looked really sexy to me. Mm-hmm. Why I have no idea, but it looked <laughs> awesome, and I think it's because Bradley Cooper was doing it. And he does that. He does that with the most minute, like the most ridiculous things. So I'm actually interested in this movie. Uh, I don't like the premise of the the premise of it is this uh, this guy and he's like, talking about himself briefly where he's trying to make the best restaurant in the world, and he's kind of becoming a bit obsessed with that idea, and he starts driving people away, be it people close to him, people that work for him, and the idea is obsessing him, and he's kind of, like, becoming burnt out about it. And uh, the, the, the premise, all right, they, they threw in a lot of, you know, drama and a lot of, like, intense moments, whatever. I really like the cooking. I think the way that they did it, and they showed the behind the scenes and those chefs going at it and showing the presentation and how they do the presentation of the food, it looked really good to me. And maybe it's because I like food. But <laughs> hey, who who doesn't like eating? Like you needed to survive, and when you make it look that attractive, what's there to go? What's there to lose? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited for it for the only reason that it looked like sexy cooking. I see you're very very excited about this movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is where we disagree. Um, I get this trailer day thumbs down all the way down. To be honest, for Ugh. me, uh, this movie felt. <laughs> This movie trailer felt bland to me. Uh, it, it felt, okay, yeah, I see that. Felt, I, I mean, I paid attention only to the food. You yeah. can't judge me. I only paid attention to the food. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it felt like a kind of um, mirror to the chef movie with John Favreau. So for me, yeah, okay, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed Chef. So seeing this movie here, I'm like. Wow, this have a lot of tones for Chef. I was like, oh, okay, now you put Bradley Cooper in it. It seems it's gonna be very serious. I was like, I guess you could make a very serious Chef movie. And yeah, yeah. Just looking online, I've I've saw a lot of comments on people after watching the trailer, and I agree with them. It just it looks boring to be honest. Um, there's no real heart so far from it. Like from the no, chef, yeah. from the chef um, trailer, you can see okay, there's a lot of comedy will be in there. A whole lot of things which shows you what he's af- after basically. For Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper, it just looked like oh okay, you're just there and you, oh you kind of want to make this a, a five star restaurant, but it doesn't feel like you want to in this trailer. It just it feels like this trailer should be a two star trailer for, for to be honest. Um, it's, it's well, crazy. I think what it is is that. I think it comes down to the storyline and like, they just are like, all right, Bradley do your thing and make this, make the magic. And it's like having the story all unfold only told from his lens. And I think that's what it's missing. Whereas in chef, which is what you're talking about. They, they had supporting characters of enough substance that the movie was able to carry on and have a soul of its own where this one, like I said, I only saw attractive food. An attractive food making when you know Bradley Cooper was preparing it and things were being done around it. Other than that, it just didn't. They they didn't focus enough on any supporting cast that showed that they would have enough impact on his life and there would be some type of, you know, substance to the story. So in that sense, I'm, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah, it felt like it was the 
the background scene of a um, cooking show network um, <laughs> behind the scenes of it one of the network so shows. It looks so good, though. The food <laughs> preparation looks so good. Of course, it's definitely don't great. Don't judge me. It looks great. Just don't judge me. It, it felt like I was watching a, a TV episode of um, Cooking Network. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's, All right. Ooh, look at the pepper. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's this, this that alone. <laughs> I'm like, who's going to pay for this? Like... <laughs> For chef, it's like, all right, you can see why people pay for money for that. For this one, I'm like, yeah, ah. have personality. This one, nah, not so much. Whoever, whoever cut the trailer needs to get kicked in the butt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know the producers and all of them, they don't really cut the trailer. They, they outsource that. So whoever is outsourced with that, they need to get on a job right now. Trailer 2 better be better than trailer 1. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Again, right. I, I, I got blinded by, by, t- by sexy food. <sighs> Damn my fatness. Hey, it happens. Talking about hot stuff right here. The new Hateful Eight trailer came out this week, and wow. Oh, jeez. I didn't think I'll like it as much as I did. I, I'll probably say I reviewed this on my website. Um, I gave it a seventy, yeah, either seventy-three or seventy-five percent. I, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, I guess one thumbs up. It's more um three quarters the way up. I want to be fully up, but. Three quarters away. Um, I didn't mind this trailer at all. It gave a lot of context of what's going to happen in the movie, which is pretty mm-hmm. good for a trailer. And it showed Samuel L. Jackson with the the awesome beard. I'm, I'm a man with beards. Like, good <laughs> beards are awesome. I'm telling you right now. I have a beard right now. So I'm a Movember kind of person. I, I love beards. They're awesome. They're amazing. So seeing that was awesome. Plus seeing every other character in this movie itself. I'm not going to list off the names because he has a ton of star power in this movie. Uh, I'm surprised how each and every time Quentin Tarantino was able to get a bunch of stars in this movie hands down. It's, just, it's crazy. It really is crazy. So yeah, Moss, everyone li- It's like everyone lines up to do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah they yeah. jump on it. Basically. So what are your thoughts on this movie? Honestly, I, I got thrown off from the very beginning because I, am I the only one that was like, is that Sam Jackson talking to Kurt Russell? Yep. Why does it seem like this has happened before, but it's never happened before? So immediately, I, my brain was running like, what? What? And then the introduction of more bounty hunters. So I felt like, all right, this is a Tarantino style. And then this has some taste of like smoking aces, how it's a bunch of bounty hunters. And, and now they're all trapped in a cabin lodge. And this is going to be epic. And it's everyone's quick to pull guns on each other. This is going to be epic. And then, of course, Tarantino, I mean, for good and for bad, he has a thing for vernacular and dialogue. So you you, you can expect at least a few intense conversations that are going to go off brilliantly. For, for good and for bad, because sometimes it's just like, ah, oh, but... But he's known for that. He's known for his. He's known for the conversation, the dialogue being so in depth. And I think, being being that he's gotten such a, an interesting cast, star-studded cast together, I think this is going to go off very well. So I like it. I mean, you didn't see much. You didn't see too much that would make you think otherwise that it's not going to be a good movie. So. Off the bat, I give it three quarters. And seeing more of the trailer and just, you know, Sam Jackson doing his Sam Jackson-y thing as a, you know, Wild West bounty hunter alongside all these other guys, 
I can't wait. Yeah, it should be. It should be a good movie. It should be definitely a good movie. So I, I'm a. I'm a fit in one more extra segment. It's um coming to theaters. So there's two movies coming out this week. Um, I mentioned four of them on the website itself, but I'm gonna just mention only two right now. So there's two movies: either Straighter Compton or The Man from Uncle. If you had to choose which one to watch this week, which one would you pick? Wow, that's tough. Uh, this is actually going to be a bigger question than you expected. Um, for so many reasons, right now, Straight Outta Compton uh, hits so close to home, considering how it's about, you know, a culture, a cultural revolution amongst uh, people of color in this country and their voices being heard. But at the same time, there's a lot that that film that that I don't agree with that that film really celebrates. I mean, there was a lot of violence that that happened because of that because of the music, the genre, and also the men involved. Like you know, those guys they all didn't leave honest slides. And like you know, Dr. Dre was indicted several times for severe cases of battery against his ex girlfriends and ex wives. And you know, Easy he was known for sleeping around, he passed around AIDS to a lot of people. Like there's a lot of things around those characters that I personally don't fully agree with that they did the time and the culture that sprouted because of it. And, but at the same time, I do recognize the importance that they played in changing the way that this country was and flipping everything on its head. So the, again, I think, I think I want to see that movie, but I think I'll wait on seeing that movie. And I think I'd rather go see the, the man from uncle. All right. Um, so for me, I'll probably pick, um, <laughs> I'll probably see both of them this weekend, to be honest, because um, that's what I do. And um, I will probably pick first to watch The Man from Uncle just because I like spy movies. So that yeah. draws me more into it. And the fact that um, Straight Out Compton is two hours and a half, that might deter me slightly because I'm like, ah, it's a long, long thing to be watching about a biopic. Ah. But I'm definitely going to watch both of them. But I would choose Man from Uncle first, even though I've heard. Yeah better reviews for straight out compton so i think well the movie is only focusing on part of everything that i discussed it's clearly not going to really highlight you know the it's going to highlight a lot of the misogynistic culture that spawned and things that went on but at the same time it's not going to highlight too many of the terrible things it is going to be more about the music the voice the situation the struggles and the the more poignant things about you know urban hip-hop culture that came out from these guys that were you know on a mission to make something happen and and make an impact so i i recognize its importance like i said i want to see it but i'd rather see men from uncle first just because so many other feelings that i have towards the the story all right cool all right so with that being said um this is the end of the show um, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, and iTunes at Bring On The Reviews. You can email us also at bringonreviews at gmail.com. You can even find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. And use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any questions you might have for us. You can also look on the website, which is www.bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, trailers, movie news, and even this podcast. Um, you can find us also on comic-con which is going to happen in october um i will be there four days um closer to comic-con i will have a podcast that's going to 
go roughly on just comic book information itself. So I can't wait for that. Plus, I'll, I'll mention. It's going to be a lot. Yep. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> Plus, I'll mention um, things that I, I will be doing and covering on Comic Con itself. Um, Moss, um, where can they find you on social media? On social media, in Instagram, you can find me at defiant underscore Moss. And on Twitter, you can find me at GoliathNYC. Awesome. And um, you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at DwightAntC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And you can email me also at DC at BringOnReviews.com. And we'll catch you reviewers next time. Take care, guys.